Shut up and sit down. I'm not looking for laughter. I want groans. I want to put my watch on my belt, but I realize it was a waste of time. My friend texted his girlfriend Ruth and broke up with her. Man, he's ruthless. You are listening to the Dial Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von During. Silence is golden. Unless you have kids, then silence is suspicious. I burned my Hawaiian pizza today. I should have had it on a aloha temperature. Someone just stole my mood ring. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I went to a party last night and everybody had a cold. Yo, it was freaking sick. I was trying to figure out how lightning works and then it struck me. Take a seat. You look a little tired. I'm too tired. Like a bicycle. What is happening to me? Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Fondering, and I'm here with Lance Epler. Fancy Pants Lance right here in the studio. In the studio. <laughs> and super loud again. Why am I so loud? <laughs> Lance, shut up. That's what is going on in all a your lot of brains, people. and I hear that quite often. You can almost hear it through the radio you waves. You hear it through the radio because Dig- I'm... It's digital, but I'm don't worry screaming. about that. I feel like I need to be screaming. Sorry. <laughs> Evan Price 2.0. Oh. We do not have Evan did Price. Do we upgrade? Do we, we upgrade it on <laughs> We've got Jesse Tonk Tonkinson here with us in the house. What's up, Tonk? What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me. I'm younger, better looking, and definitely have a better mustache. <laughs> climbs yes, climbs you a touch do. faster too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you're faster than Evan too. That's and probably true. What's funny is he knows how to work, you know, at least nineteen nineties technology. Potentially <laughs> It does do technology better technology from the 2000 era. I mean, potentially. The yeah. beautiful thing is, he is sporting a fabulous mustache that I hope that I have had a little bit to do with inspiring. Have I been inspiring that just a little bit, Tonk? Absolutely. From the Strava <laughs> post to the Instagram, the world infamous mustache of Lance, no pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rocking the all natural though. I mean, I yep. I can appreciate the wax, but it, it I, keeps it a little more in control. <laughs> He does have little wings on the side, not quite as curly or as glorious as This is all natural. There's no product enhancement here. If you keep coming on the podcast, you may earn yourself a little fisticuff wax. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Wax free since 93, huh? (laughs) Is that when you were born? Or maybe even after that? 94. 94. This talk is 25 years old. My son is 24. You, you're so old as my son. You, well, Are you dad, Lake's been dad, on the dad. Uh, he had nothing to do with the genetic potential of my mustache. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> genetic <laughs> potential. Excellent. To Tonks, right, Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking pretty, pretty decent. So, we'll just say that there's two out of four mustaches in this environment today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. Sometimes it's it four be. out of four. Sometimes it's one out of four, but today it's a nice, even 50 50. I, I had an honest um, talk with my wife. <laughs> Was she like, yes, seriously, she. we need to have a talk? Uh, she, I don't know how it came up, but I'm like, honey, do you really hate the mustache? And she said, honey, 
Yes. <laughs> I really hate the mustache. Yeah. It is so bad. Why do you keep it? And I'm like, I, it I, looks I like funny. Know. If you're going to go over there and give her a little kiss, it's almost like it wants to give her a hug. Like yes. it, it will it will hug her face with its little arms now that stick out. It might tickle her ears a little bit. She, yes. she recoils. She recoils. I'm like, do you want me to shave it? And she said, this is her quote, I'll never tell you not to shave it. She, she just leaves it up to. to me. So it's like a catch-22. I'm totally. stuck in the Got to read between zone. the lines. There. Yeah. It needs to come off. I, I don't know what I'm doing I, with I my life. I think you have to see what's going on with cyclocross. You need it for cyclocross, <sighs> but, you, but you can't. I mean, if it's not if going to have cyclocross, then, yeah. This took six months to grow. It wasn't like I could just what pop you, it out. You got nothing but time. You got nothing <laughs> but time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Lance, Lance, what are you sipping on? Um, I have I have the uh, key lime Lacroix. Oh, Evan's not good, here yeah. to ask us what we're, what we're <laughs> sipping Evan's on. Not here. I thought he gave that up. Oh, what you go. got there, Matt? What's that? Looks like you got uh, some. This is uh, this is my favorite beer that I snuck out of my fridge for my wife because she also prefers this beer. It's called Wonderlust from Breakside. Should sh- we should we preface that we're not recording this at our normal time on oh, yeah. Monday <laughs> at noon? That's <laughs> a.m. on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, it is Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening as we're recording this. We're recording a couple days early because. Uh, our fearless leader, Jake Von During, is going under the knife on Monday morning. Yeah. I want to ask you about that because I didn't realize it was coming up so quick. I didn't either, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. Uh, yeah, I was uh, you know, just kind of working and, and kind of flying through stuff. And phone call comes through, and I just think it's another client calling up. And it actually ended up being my doctor's office. And they're like, hey, uh, you want to come in for surgery on Monday? I'm like, well, last we spoke, you were telling me that it wasn't going to happen until probably august and it ended up oh sorry <laughs> got a repelling spider behind me you it. catch him <laughs> anyhow so they called me up and asked me if i wanted to come in for surgery on money i'm like oh my god i don't know if i can do that there's just so much going on here right. the, the lab is hopping you guys you guys come in here there's a lot happening. during the week it's busy here bikes busting through the doors yeah there's just stuff going on everywhere there's people that want bikes, man. Yeah, and they said that they actually had two cancellations, one on Monday, and then they said another one was on the 24th of this month. And I'm like, oh, that would actually work better. Um, as much as I'd love to come in on Monday and get this done, uh, I think the 24th gives me a little bit more time to prepare. Can I talk to the doctor just so I know exactly what to expect? Sure. We'll have him give me a call. Sure enough, he calls about an hour later, chatted with him on the phone for a few minutes, and he said that he wants me to have the surgery on a Monday um, because I need to go straight into physical therapy the next day. It's like, you're wow. not going to be happy with that. It's not going to feel good, but you need to get into physical therapy ASAP to maintain oh. range of motion so that the whole shoulder doesn't freeze up. So the 24th was the middle of the week. Um, that wasn't going to work. Yeah. And basically, long story short, I had to kick it into high gear and yeah. get everything prepped and ready to go for going into surgery on Monday. You're kind of so. screwed, too, because you don't know any good physical therapists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be seeing Evan on Tuesday. Hopefully he doesn't, uh, break you, break me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it was just kind of a nuts afternoon. I was up to my eyeballs and work and thankfully I've got some help here now. And I was out running around and getting EKGs done and blood work and COVID testing and filling out all my pre-op authorization forms and going to appointments. So that was a kind of a crazy Friday. Interesting though. Yeah. That was Friday. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's fast forward to today. We're we're recording on a Saturday instead of Monday. Yeah, and that's why why we brought in the Tonk to be with us because Well, uh, and we want him to come on the podcast. <laughs> anytime, really. 
but Evan is is committed on weekend nights. With he's his he's swifting. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's off Swift. Barely. He's, Barely. he's he curled off. up in the ball in the corner. <laughs> he did six and a half hours today. Six and a half hours but here's and 20,000 20, feet, feet of climbing. You know what's crazy is, like, for him, like, he won't even mention it. It'll be like, backpedal, what'd you do? And he's like, I don't, you know, not much this week. <laughs> he will say he got a ride with Lionel Sanders, though. He will say that. <laughs> That's He'll true. talk about that. On Swift. And I was like, chat him up. And he's like, I was like, I don't know how to do that. Man, you're killing me. You can send a message right to him. Every time we have a Zwift meeting, so I was like, "Hey, Don, can do can I you like set up the the invite? <laughs> can you can you send that over?" And this morning we had a snafu where we're trying to do the road to sky again, and it shoots us off the wrong direction. Yeah, oh yeah, which is a known glitch with Zwift. But then even then, Mike Guyvin and I went a completely different turn than Evan did, even though we we're all there. Because Evan same doesn't time. know how to turn. <laughs> No, he does. no there's no the way he's not a turn. <laughs> oh, and so we had to all log off, and he's like, "Why don't you just send me one?" I was like, "Well, why don't you just click the ride with me function? Just click my name once you you know have the route selected." He's like, uh, "I don't know how to do that." He's like, well, "Just well, just FaceTime me." He figured it out all on his own though. He did. Maybe oh, Cassie was I think there. Maybe yeah. I'm gonna kind of big boy now. That, but, and he turned around on Alpha Zwift, I guess, five times because he did it. You know, five and a half times or however many times he did. It so he didn't do the little loop at the top. He just no. right at the top. Okay. Yeah, he figured it out. So maybe he's just quick to to say I don't know how to do stuff. Whereas you know, like once he gets the hang of it, he's got <laughs> Secretly it. Secretly so. knows how to do everything. He just doesn't want <laughs> to do it, anything. Yeah, that's smart from an IT perspective. It's like otherwise you're, you're everyone's IT person. Seriously, it's a big mistake. Good job, Evan. Uh. So we'll jump into backpedal. That was pretty much my backpedal. Aside from that, I rode outside once and I rode on Zwift twice that was my week i've got here on saturday as we sit i've got three and a half hours in the bank this week terrible but i'm like who cares (laughs) there's no racing i'm gonna be on the shelf so i'll I'll go do our team ride tomorrow and then uh, hang it up for who knows how long yes we do have plans for a smaller team ride trying to keep the group under 10 people so that we don't smart rules so we're doing a that's that's the plan for tomorrow anyway you know what i've missed What's that? I've missed the term Lansing. I want to hear about some of that tomorrow. Yeah. Where is that then? Dude, the people that are coming on this ride, I'm going to be... You're going to be lanced? I'm going to be hanging on just to hang on with it, so... (laughs) I'm going to empty the tanks. You see, <laughs> Jake has nothing to he's, save himself he's for. He's fresh. He is going to just destroy. Yeah. He's tapered. <laughs> exactly. Lance, backpedal for us. Uh, I actually, this is Saturday. I did not ride today because it kind of rained all yeah. day, but I'm also trying to save my legs for the team <laughs> ride tomorrow. Jeez. But I Where have, are you guys going tomorrow? Uh, we're doing a North, uh, North okay. Clark County loop. Yeah. Not our usual. Um, th- we have a f- like a 33-mile a training route for our team that Michael Myers actually mm. came up with. And so, but I added an extra 20 mile loop on the end of that. But we're going to do the beginning of that, correct? Yes. The whole first, like, uh, and we're going to go through a segment called chicken and waffles, right? Yes, we will. There you go. Hey, Evan, guess what? <laughs> You're going to be getting Uh-oh. an email tomorrow. We <laughs> 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 need to get that tomorrow. Somebody will be. Oh, somebody needs to Evan's going to have to figure that out on Wednesday when the podcast goes live because I'm not telling him. <laughs> there you go. Won't Evan be on this ride? Oh, yeah. He'll be there. He, he should be there. He won't show up. He, he, He'll get lost. He, we won't know how to show up. He <laughs> is swimming tomorrow morning. So. Oh, yeah. Over on, oh, Let the excuses uh, start. What are the odds that he shows up? This is great that he's not on the podcast. I, I think I think it's 80% he's going to be 80% there. 80% yeah. Tonk? 
I don't know. He might beat you guys out there. He might actually be early. I think <sighs> I'm going to go with he's going to be out there before you guys tomorrow. Something's going to come up. I don't know. I'm going to say 40% chance. All right. Matt? Sure. Um, I, if I want to throw a number out, we'll say he no-shows because um, he's going out to the lake with Cassie, and they're going to be doing stuff out there. So I What about know. the post-race pastries? they got to go get food after that. So, yeah, maybe they'll be running I really I'm going to say um, 30% chance of him making it to the group <laughs> ride. And I'm going to guess he's a little bit shelled. I mean, six and a half hours, is that what it was today? But he, doesn't 20, every, yeah. he always does that. Yeah, he does <laughs> that But 20,000 feet of climbing? He, he, he always does that. <laughs> It's swift climbing though. It's, it's like he's still just it's still an in. effort though because he wants to get up those in a respectable no, amount works, of time each time. He's not, I'm not saying he doesn't work hard, but he always works hard. And then the next day on Sunday, like he rode what it was that he did the same thing before, <laughs> six and a half plus hours on Zwift, and then he rode fifteen thousand feet of climbing on um, on Forest, Forest, home. Forest home Road, right? Sure. So that was that was was that last weekend? I mean, he does twenty four hours a week. It's uh, I'm he, not surprised. He puts so much stuff into the weekend too. Always in week is. His week is pretty thick. So, yeah, yeah. well, I'll go on the record that I hope he shows up. I, I want to ride with him. <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't know. We'll Drop him we in can't person. tell him if we're going for it at the end. Somebody's got to, yeah. somebody's got to lance it at the end. There you go. Of that segment, yeah, if he's there, <laughs> we got to go hard on. I don't it. think Done. he has a big <laughs> sprint. So, no, maybe not. Well, he did a race yesterday on Friday, like he usually tries to do, and mm -hmm. he averaged five watts per kilo for you know a twenty-minute race. And for twenty minutes, he's great, but like and then there's the sprint at the around. end because he did the Crit City yeah. one and max power five fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think he's going to come around, which is not far up in his twenty-minute average. No, so he's got one speed, huh? It's <laughs> a uh, triathlete. Yeah, that's what triathletes it works. have to do. Yeah, it's working for him. Yeah. What else you got, Lance? Anything else? Um, you know, I I've put in twelve hours already. I'm hoping to put in four more tomorrow. Sure. So that's the plan. Um, I actually had a pretty good week of riding. I rode quite a road every day. I actually <laughs> I got a KOM every ride I did nice. this week. Wow! But uh, that was because I was cherry picking some KOMs <laughs> so that I could feel good about myself. Um, but uh, I think that's all I had to share. I did ride with my wife a couple of times, which we had a great time. And so that's it. Your wife has been on fire with her Instagram. Bradley, <laughs> oh, yeah. Brandy Hepler Art. Go check that out. B-R-A-N-D-E-E -E, Hepler yep. Art. She is so freaking talented. She's got some amazing stuff, and she's now just decided to start sharing it. Oh, so my God. It's like every day. Yeah. I'm like, all right, she's going to run out of pictures here. Nope, they just keep coming. She's got so much stuff. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Good job, Brandon. It's pretty cool. <laughs> hey, Tonk, you want to backpedal? For sure. Got about eight and a half hours on the bike this week. Two virtual baby showers done. <laughs> what is that? Virtual baby showers. <laughs> it's when you have a party on Zoom. Zoom party. Zoom party. Yep. <laughs> so Annie, she's, what is it now? Where is she? Yeah. She's That's got... 63 more days. Wow. Till <laughs> August 15th or seven due months date. ish. Yeah. yeah. So she's she's feeling it. Pop she, she's also feeling the love. Yeah. She had on Thursday 16 of uh, her mom's friends and family friends all hop on Zoom and, you know, a mountain of gifts that she yeah. got to tear through. And <laughs> it was a ton of fun. Her mom is great, sent us decorations. And that's cool cocktails to make it home and we had a big you know cheese plate and that we got to eat all of ourselves so it's kind of nice <laughs> not having all these people to share this stuff <laughs> with. You know? but then while i was doing a workout this morning all of her girlfriends and it's kind of like a 
virtual bachelorette party almost there's all these girls and doing like these online games and you know it's fun and with all the you know trying times and you're able to connect all these people sure. were you just in the background of the zoom meeting like sweating all over the place and stuff? That's, well, how, that's what i'm imagining given multnomah county's restrictions i mean we weren't able to have a you know a male performer come to that's her right. bachelorette party and so right. i was kind of you, you know there. number two you were the on the docket the there you're like a very close number two <laughs> it was like do we have the guy come the policeman show up or uh, this guy a biker spandex. with with yeah with, with, bibs. with bibs the bibs are also a big thing i hear i hear a lot of ladies like that <laughs> no <laughs> the mustache and bibs? No. Mustache and bibs is not happening. I was going for the fisticuff guy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if uh, if we get good reviews. You know, five stars on Yelp, please. Yelp. Either, yeah. Wait, no, it was a great week. You know, we finished our month four almost of modified ops at OHSU where I work. And, you know, we've been all remote, which poses its own challenges. But, you know, providing care to the patients, you know, however that looks, it's, you know, always changing. And, Unfortunately, Multnomah County did suspend all phase changes Friday morning, right before all these businesses were hoping to open up. But, um, you know, we just kind of roll with it. We're just plugging away just like everybody else, you know, just kind of rolling with the punches. Going back to Annie, wasn't Annie the one that uh, called Doug? Thanks for reminding me. I can't even get it out without laughing. That was like Grandpa Matt. That was the best. <laughs> she was called best. Matt Grandpa. She was so mortified. And <laughs> she, there was, there's not a mean bone in her body. Um, I hope you guys get to know her more. But there's not a mean bone in her body, and she's just trying to, just trying to engage somebody that's a little, yeah. you know, a little, little older. different, a little older, little older. <laughs> Because I walk with a cane. Yes. It wasn't well, the way cane. you were like, biking up the white hair. Home. That's I true. Mean, the, the I'm a walker. My walker out at the time. <laughs> the croc cycling shoes. Like the grandpa oh, yeah. croc cycling shoes. Well, I shoes. do have my yeah, cut out cut out heel. Cut out heel. Yeah. That's so. right. He's wearing his new it's balance, all, you know. It's all. new balance shoes. <laughs> they are his very Kirkland jeans. They're therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's great. She makes uh, me laugh all the time. Yeah. Me too. We Even love you. She makes me laugh all the time too. It's fair. It's a fair strike. Excellent. Hey, Matt. Want a back pedal? Uh, pass. Can I just pass? <laughs> I've, I've been doing some open water swimming, which has been great. Awesome. Yeah. How's I think the, I've seen your wife out there a couple times, yeah, which has been, been awesome. There. How is your Achilles feeling, by the way? Not good. I had actually had this um, like kind of a cortisone injection thing into my heel, which is not pleasant. But uh, yeah, so I did that. And then the idea was that I should be able to get back to running. So I've tried a couple times and it hasn't been great. Okay. So in fact, it's probably been worse than before the injection. <laughs> so that oh, might've aggravated it. I don't know, but, um, yeah. Did you so. ride your bike at all this past week? Um, I don't think, I don't know if I actually Swift even would say no, 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 shame, no, not shame. <laughs> I don't think I rode my bike at all this, <laughs> this week. I'll ride tomorrow. Maybe if the weather's right. looking good, come out ride with the team. I'm probably not ready for that at this point in my social life. Social distancing won't be a problem for you. Oh, <laughs> you know what I did? <laughs> I, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Kind of like, kind of like I pretended I didn't hear Annie. Uh, yeah, I'll be right there on that uh, on that KOM attempt <laughs> with a uh, glass bottle. There was one day that I just rode up and down my street, which was retarded on the bike. Oh, because it was like I got whatever thirty minutes, and I got to stay close to home, 
And so I, I think I texted you back industry. and forth. I was like, you want to go ride? And you were like, I can do it in an hour. And I'm like, I'll be done in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> were you doing some uh, sprint intervals with Dash again? I did some. This was the. This is a famous um, segment on Strava. It's called uh, Ladies and Gentlemen of the Internet, I think. <laughs> yeah. so. What's yeah. up, ladies and What's gentlemen? That's what it's called. Of the Internet. So, yeah, I, that's, I wrote that segment over and over again. Strava does have a new feature where if you ride a segment the yes. most Local in a hero in a, in something called it's 90 days i think yeah the most times if you ride a segment the most in 90 days you are the segment hero so that's really my life goal at this point <sighs> i got some bad news for you matt it's not rolled out in the state of washington we yet, don't have so, it here. sorry it's, well, only, it's only in certain cities actually. i'm prepped yeah. i'm yeah. prepping for that so that <laughs> i can be a segment hero yeah. Yeah. the efforts it. there yeah, yeah. Wins Zwift's lamest feature. Yeah, yeah. come on, yeah. Zwift. Lamest feature. Well, not Zwift, but Strava. It's Strava. It, yeah. It's it's a questionable feature for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about we jump into a little Patreon spotlight uh, Patreon. this week? We are going to talk about Mr. Chris Surratt, who is down vacationing with his family. Is that where it's at? I think Eagle so. Crest? Uh, yeah, Chris Surratt, uh, listener, teammate. Uh, we love the guy. He's one of my favorite teammates to race with, mostly because he can kick Super my butt. cool dude, yeah. 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 And uh, occasionally he will lead me out and for me to lose the sprint to somebody else. So thank you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he is, uh, he's in Central Oregon uh, uh, with his family for a few days. I don't know how long, but he's been doing some rides with his family. And uh, I actually have a KOM on a segment down there near Eagle Crest. So I actually sent him the segment. You baited him. I baited him. I sent him the segment and said, here you go. Go get this. No so, emails yet? No uh, emails? No, he responded to me immediately and said, I'm coming for you. So, but <laughs> He's I, a good guy. I haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, I think uh, teammate Andy Levine's got some stuff down there. Doesn't um, Chris Hamill have a few segments down there? Yes. That Woods? Yeah, because Hamill rides. He goes to Eagle Crest as well, yeah. too. It's not far from Ben, so it's beautiful central Oregon. Yeah. High desert type stuff. So... Uh, one of his rides, he did a bunch of intervals before they left, and he called it Why Don't Sweet Spot Intervals Feel Very Sweet? <laughs> yeah, that's a nice title. Because yeah. it's a title. And our own Jesse Tonkinson had a uh, fantastic rebuttal to that. A little quip, yeah. yeah here, here was his uh, quip. The cordoned off model of taste mapping would suggest that when doing sweet spot intervals, you must allow the small amount of vomit produced to travel to the tip of your tongue where the sweet taste receptors are versus the bitter taste receptors found at the back of the tongue where vomit is usually first encountered. Brilliant. There is the answer so, why brilliant. sweet spot <laughs> intervals don't taste very sweet. Like this. Disclaimer the, that model of taste mapping you know, has been proved to be. Um, not very scientifically accurate, <laughs> although it makes for a great Strava comment. It yeah. does sure. make for a great Strava your, comment. Your comments might be the best on both <laughs> YouTube. I've just been feeling YouTube. honorary. You know, I'm just... Yeah, there you go. YouTube, uh, yeah, there YouTube have been a couple good Strava. ones on your videos. I, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> so, Chris, we love you. Uh, thanks for being a Patreon, and go get that segment. Yeah. If you, too, would like to be a Patreon... You can go to our website, dialedpodcast.com, and right there on the homepage, you will see a little link that you can click on that will take you through to Patreon, and you can see all the different tiers and things that we have to offer there, um, whether you want to be just a standard Patreon, or you can kind of upgrade and be like a super Patreon. I can't remember what we called that. <laughs> or if you want to be a business super. as well, we've got a few other options there. So if you want to check that out, just go to the website. Again, that's dialedpodcast.com. Thank we, you, everybody, gonna, though. We're going to follow like the Summit membership pattern maybe it like, <laughs> like, didn't like work out well months. for strava 
Wasn't it Summit and something else? They had all these. They had like three tiers. They did, and then they just forgot. Now you're all a of subscriber. It. Yeah. Yeah. Either subscriber or not. Right on. Champ. Champ. Hey, Bailey. Champ. Champ, come here. I think Champ is he coming? He's here. He comes. Oh. He's he maybe <laughs> been a slow day. Champ Bailey doesn't want to come out today. Champ. <laughs> no, Champ's here. Slow, slow news week. <laughs> Very slow news week so far. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, the Flemish classic races have Flemish. been Flemish. I'm feeling Flemish. <laughs> feeling Flemish. Sorry, I had to clear my throat. <laughs> Most of the Flemish classics have been reduced in length to help the riders race an intense October calendar. There's a lot of races are going to be happening in October, so all the Flemish classics like Tour of Flanders okay. and all those, they decided to shorten them a bit more so that uh, the racers could do several more races. So. so a lot of the fans, though, aren't happy about that, though, if no. I'm not mistaken. They're the like, no, don't, don't shorten our races up. But if we have any races at all, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> exactly. Now, do we yeah. know for sure that there's going to be racing? I mean, they're, they're saying it's going to be there, but is there still a chance that it could get scrapped? Yes, there is yeah. a chance that it could all still get scrapped. If we have a second spike in coronavirus cases a lot of stuff could get feels like we are again and that might happen you know so you know i think right now if it wasn't for this dern virus that we would be sitting around this table (laughs) like giving our predictions for the tour it's coming about, up yeah. right about now is when we'd be giving our yep. predictions, and yep. I would be 100% nailing it. 100% <laughs> wrong? Right I'd be right on. <laughs> I would win this year. This is the year I would win. Uh-huh. Poor guy. Uh, what else a, you got, champ? In other Eversting news. Because <laughs> I guess that's what, that's what we talk about. Mustaches Mustaches Eversting. Uh, this last, I, I guess, the, the official Eversting uh, website, which is an Australian website, uh, Eversting.cc, I believe is what it is. It's run by the Hells 500. Yeah. So um, they had a thousand wow. entrants or uh, submissions. Like over a thousand last over month. Over a thousand yeah. last month of people ever seeing. And usually there's like two or three a month. Yeah. And there was a thousand. Now's the time month. if you want a fake one, like to sneak it in. Because <laughs> they're, they're just bombarded. They can't, they can't handle all that traffic. They're just like, just approve all of them. It's a thousand. Just click yes. Yeah. Uh, Ruth Winder, a former national champion, she did an Everest attempt and successfully did it. And she gave some Everesting tips as a national champion. These are our tips. I'm never doing <laughs> Everesting again. <laughs> For her, the exact She's quote like, is, I'm never I'm Everesting again. I'm never Everesting again. again. Yeah, She's I like, remember seeing like, that. I just about <laughs> fell off the couch. It's like the saw. hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. She's like, it was just too much. So yeah. Tonk is still planning on doing it and training for it. Exactly. I was yeah. going to segue right into that. Now, Tonk, you and Evan are planning to do that later this month. Why don't you kind of tell us like what the plan is, when it is, and some of the things that are going to come out of your effort from doing that? Well, the plan is to, first of all, finish. I think that's going to be its own challenge. You know, We're hoping to do it here locally. Forest Home's kind of been the local road that we've settled on. Sure. You know? We talked about all the reasons why in the past. Um, really, the m- motivation to do this is we got nothing else really to train for. You know, all yep. of our uh, races, other things that we would normally travel for, canceled, canceled, done, yeah. toasted, and that also brings along with a lot of fundraisers. You know, they've got a lot of stuff around the area that tries to benefit a lot of different, um, you know, philanthropic efforts. That's and true. So that's a tough one. And, you know, working at OHSU and the Knight Cancer Institute, it's been really difficult as an institution for funding a lot of these things. Yeah, Patients, 
rely a lot on these funds for travel. These patients come in from all over the country or the world to get care for their cancer. And so the main reason why I'm going to do this Everest attempt is to benefit the GIST Cancer Research Fund at OHSU, which has been a part of a, you know, my life for the last three years since I've been working at OHSU. Um, GIST stands for gastrointestinal stromal tumors. It's a type of sarcoma that, you know, originates within the GI tract. Um, <laughs> Jake, when he was pronouncing it a couple of podcasts ago, GIST, GIST, <laughs> no, it's just like it sounds, GIST, GIST gastrointestinal right. stromal tumors, <laughs> um, really a orphan form of cancer. And working on this team for the last, you know, three years, it's been really eye-opening. A lot of these cancers you don't hear about. And we were lucky enough here in 2020 that the FDA's approved the first two targeted therapies for this type of cancer that nice. otherwise has not had a whole lot of attention or success. And a lot of the reason that these, you know, orphan forms of cancer or really rare forms of cancer get attention is because of efforts by certain groups, whether they be cancer survivors, their families, or persons in the field, drawing attention and raising money specifically for these types of cancers. And, you know, in raising funds for this, um, I really just hope to give back to the team that's I've been a part of for the last three years. I am leaving at the you know, conclusion of this year, I'm going to go on and continue my studies at University of Washington. No hard feelings, OHSU. Um, but I'm going to UW. Hey, they had their chance. They, they had, had their, their chance. chance. Right. They, they missed <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a part of our ongoing, you know, hashtag Slay Gist campaign. If you want to read more about my involvement, what our team does, you can Google OHSU, Just Cancer Research Fund. Go to firstgivings.com, search my name. Jesse Tonkinson or the Just Cancer Research Fund with firstgivings.com. And that's where our landing page is going to be. That's going to be the best way to connect with the effort, following up how we did, and also if we can reach our target goal of funds. So if you can hop on there, give us a look, follow us as we try to do this at the end of June. We're hoping for June 27th, all things you know, going to plan. Um, I think a lot of this is going to be weather dependent. Sure. But June 27th is going to be day, Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a long day. I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to smash any records. I think just finishing it, 12 hours is, I think, going to be the sweet spot. You know, get breaks. But, you know, I'm really hoping that we continue to roll out different phases and openings and that this can be a cool way, not just for, you know, our cancer community to connect with, you know, the endurance community, because I know a lot of the same, um, you know, mental fortitudes come into play. I mean, it's, it's a really tough thing to go through cancer. And it's nice when you have a community to connect with and do it together. Sure. So, so that's firstgiving.com. And they should search for Jesse Tonkinson. And then they'll potentially see this weirdo on a bike. There's a picture for you for your profile. Everesting Challenge to Support GIST Cancer Research <laughs> Fund at OHSU Knight Cancer Institute. Cool. Slay looks, like, looks like you're kicking that off. Slay GIST. It's GIST. <laughs> I'm just correcting you. I love the fact that you're tying it to a fundraising effort. And not only is it great for cancer, great for OHSU, and great for the future of that, but it's more motivating for you Absolutely. personally to try to get this done. <laughs> I'm not just doing this just for myself to say, look at how freaking strong I am because that's what we all see. But Thank you. It, to be able to tie that to something else is just <clears throat> awesome. Good so people could donate like a dollar per foot that you're going to climb. How many feet are you going to climb that day? 29,029. If you're 
29,000. You know, if you just so happen to donate more than a dollar <laughs> or a dollar a foot, then maybe I'll bike 30,000. Keep, keep going. <laughs> if you want to do one of those, um, oh, what did they used to do back in middle school? You know, uh, every lap I do, dollar you give per me mile a, the runnery. Yeah. <laughs> what was it called? Yeah, it was like something like that. So you're going to be climbing about 30,000 feet, 28 and a half or something. 28, I don't remember what it is. It's just hard to say, isn't it? Oh. Imagine riding that. I, <laughs> yes. We'll see you guys all out there. Yeah, It'll I, be great. We are actually going to go out there and um, heckle, I think is the term. is. I'd say support, but that's not good. That's not how it's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to heckle you for sure. Looking forward to it. Okay. Definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah, thanks for helping me. We will me. be sure to share that on the social medias. I just dropped something into my calendar to... Uh, for Eversting on the 27th of June, and it uh, auto-corrected it to Eve Resting, which is probably what all More accurate. <laughs> More accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Hey, guys, guess what? It's the hot seat. Hot seat. <laughs> Matt's favorite. Yeah, I like the hot seat. Matt likes the hot seat. <laughs> I don't know. Since you love it so much, Matt, sure. why don't you kick it off? I have a mean one for you guys. Oh, boy. Hot seat. It's June 2020. I always say, Bring that, I always say that my hot seats are really horrible and set it out to be really bad. They never are. <laughs> okay, slightly different for each of the three of you. We'll start with Jake. No. Jake, you're going to go on a, uh, let's say you're going for a gravel race. Sure. And we're going to just say it's something like this fall, your shoulder's feeling good. You're ready to go. What do you pack? What do you pack for your gravel race? How long is it? It's a it's a fifty miler and it's a lot of hills. What are you gonna pack? Uh, you gotta drive. You gotta drive there. So just know that. So it's what not am overnight. I ta- what am I taking with me for yep. everything from you know boot to bonnet, the whole shoot match, like the no, warm no, no, up, no, the, the, the race, or <coughs> just the race? These are things like I like. To, you know, I'd prefer to carry some mechanical stuff just in case I need to help some you know a teammate out or things like that. Things that other people might think. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. That's a takeaway from the podcast. I didn't just waste my time listening to this podcast for an hour and a half. <laughs> Next time I did. do, but you did. <laughs> um, well, obviously, I'm going to bring my proper nutrition. Nutrition. Okay. <laughs> a bag of nutrition? A bag of nutrition. Will you, will you bring extra and have no. it in the car, something for after the race? I will definitely have stuff for after the race, and I'll definitely have something there. Because sometimes before race, you're like, you know, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't, right? Yep. So maybe if you want to change it up a little bit, if you want to throw something different in your jersey pocket based on how you're feeling, I'll have yeah. options. Okay. I always got to roll it with options. Um, I'm rolling tubeless, but I'll always make sure to have uh, a tube because um, you never know what you're going to run you, over. Will you, will you roll with that the whole race, like put it in a jersey pocket? Or? Yeah, or a saddlebag probably, saddlebag. more likely. Um, what else am I going to take to the actual race to get self-ready? Um, I don't know, maybe like a my little Omnium trainer just to warm up. Yeah, you know, because you got to be plenty warm because I don't want to be cramping on all those climbs. Do you bring anything big, like um, you know, like something to like work on your bike or anything like that, or? Not generally, no. I no. generally will have all of that stuff done at home. Bike will be hopefully pristine and ready to go. You know, fresh, clean chain, drivetrain's all cleaned up. I'll probably have a pump with me. That's always a good idea to bring yeah. that to the, the race with you so that you're not relying on somebody else's pump that could be janky or a little misguided on its uh, PSI. Yeah, um, That's not a good thing because if your PSI is off, uh, you're screwed. Charge um, batteries. 
charged batteries is definitely a good one, uh, especially if you're rolling the old DI2 stuff. Um, a fully charged Garmin. Um, I will generally yeah, want to make sure that the route for the race is loaded into my Garmin so I can get the elevation yeah, profiles um, ahead of time on that 530. That's a nice little feature to have in there. Plus, it's kind of nice to know where you're going too, right? Yeah. It's not bad when you're off the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is the... Uh, the last time I did a gravel race was the the Yamhill Gravel Fondo. I was 40 miles into a 60-mile race where the aid station was supposed to have fluids. Right. And I wasn't, like, at the very back of the race. As a matter of fact, I finished 10th overall in my category. But the way that the route worked or the race worked is that the shorter distances still came through that same ra- oh. race. So they came through there earlier. And long story short, they were at 100% out of fluids. I was 100% of fluids. That's oh, not a good mix yeah, when I was yeah. kind of like... I remember you cramped really bad after that. Yeah, yeah. I did. I started to cramp. So um, I would probably want to get a lay of the land in terms of like if there's going to be shorter routes that are going to be going through there, and I know that they're going to maybe hit that before I do, I might want to pack an extra water bottle just in case. So All right. Good answer. Yeah. Those, I think that's about it. Mr. Hepler. Yes, sir. Yes. Same sir. question. Yes, Cyclocross. <laughs> Cyclocross race. Same question. What do I take with me? Besides mustache wax. <laughs> I take a good chain wax yeah, there you go. and a good mustache <laughs> wax. Can you mix The real the question two? is, what don't you wax? Yes, yes, have you tried chain wax inside your mustache? Oh, man, that would be glorious. <laughs> little squirt, a little speed wax. Squirt me a little, little squirt. Squirt, squirt is the, is the squirt chain, wax chain wax of wax? preference. There's like molten speed wax, right? That's good stuff for your... Anyway. Anyway. Um, I take uh, the adventure van with me to a cyclocross race. Which means you have everything. And it is pretty much decked out with everything I need. So it has a pump. It has a bike stand. It Spare has, bike. I have, I have my race bike and a pit bike. Yep. And um, I, the, the race bike is tubeless. The pit bike it has tubular tires on it. So I have a couple of different options there. I make sure the batteries are charged. Um I always take a trainer as well because cyclocross race is 50 minutes, 45 minutes to 60 minutes of full gas. Which trainer do you use? Because it's nice to have a lightweight one when you're doing this I use the Omnium. The Omnium? Yeah, the Feedback Feedback Sports Omnium where you just – your rear wheel is like on a roller. Yeah. And you, that's a good one. Your front, yeah. So it's perfect because it's light, easy to travel. Light. It Everything's packs down. Indexed. Yeah. Uh, it's oftentimes, if I if I get to a place where there uh, where there's an open area to warm up, I I won't use the trainer to warm up. I'll warm up on the road if I oh, can. Yeah. But you run the risk of flatting or something happening. Do you do anything? In addition to just going out and riding, do you go out there and do your, your jumping jacks, your calisthenics, your, your jazzercise out there? <laughs> I don't. I don't warm jazzercise, up the body. but I do make sure I do three or four hard sprints yeah. okay. before I start. Because when you roll into the pit, it's when the whistle blows, it's full gas. Right. And the first half lap of a cyclocross race is actually pretty important to get yep. if, if there's pinch points in the race somewhere where things could get strung out. So being up near the front is kind of important. So, yes, sir. So I guess I take all that stuff. Um, I, I always have a full toolkit with me yep. in, in my vehicle. It probably just stays in the van. Yep, it does. Um, and that's kind of When you're home thing. and you have everything in your garage – do you still have to go to your van to get stuff like the tool stuff? Yeah, there's a couple things that just stay in the van that yeah. I have to go get. Yeah. 
Good so, answer. Good answer. Tonk, similar question, but let's just say you're going Everesting. Let's just say. <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know why someone would For do the that. Occasion I don't know why anyone would do such a thing. But if one were to do that, what would you bring? I would definitely bring Annie. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it without help. Tell you what, all the stuff I've uh, been reading, you know, you got to plan to be out there for 12 plus hours. Yeah. That much nutrition and water. And you can get cute with it and only fill your bottles up halfway. That way you're carrying less weight yeah. and get hand ups. And, you know, hopefully the person's in their chair and not taking a nature break. That does in sound the woods, cute. That does sound cute. Get cute with it. <laughs> This is just a reminder while you uh, <laughs> just let the, that. the quote I'm I'm never ever sting again. again. And I <laughs> hope to be able to say that because I actually finished. But you know, So you're gonna knows? bring lots of nutrition or food, as some people call it. Some people might call it that. You're gonna bring lots of waters? Waters, you know, I love scratch mix. You like scratch, I yeah, think I like passion scratch. fruit's gonna be my go to. But also just plain water. Sometimes Are you gonna bring real food? Bring real food. Um our teammate Mike Guyvans concocting a special rice bar recipe oh, okay. with you know, chopped dates and you know other nuts and you know then you got like the savory and sweet and he's mixed one with bacon and eggs also and so hopefully you get some real food down that's you know simple yeah i love fig bars you get a big box from costco that's great yeah um gels kind of got to do that you know get a little bit of caffeine in those also just to be able to keep you up right but i mean to What's the everest the- to bring i'm gonna probably bring extra wheels because if i get a flat oh. and Nice Who knows? It'd be nice to be able That's just to smart. swap, and I'll run tubeless. And I will say, I think the best addition to my ever setup so far has been the GP5000 tires from Continental. Those are tubeless, f- right? Tubeless. They're just Solid. so yeah. soft and comfy. I was riding Schwalbe's before, and these are just so much more comfortable. And if you're going to be on the bike for that long, you want right. to have your pressure and everything else dialed in. But definitely gloves too. I mean, I found that out after doing my first 10k on forest home it's your hands i I stand a lot when i climb and gloves is gonna help a ton yeah maybe two pairs because you're gonna get sweating gross and everything do you not normally wear gloves when you ride usually don't um you know it does depend on the terrain that i'll be riding on but if i'm going out and doing a century i probably wouldn't wear gloves unless there was a substantial amount of climbing i don't i like to move my hands around a lot and Sometimes if you don't have the right gloves, they could maybe cause more problems. But if you're on any kind of mixed terrain or out of the saddle a lot and putting a lot more pressure through your hands, it's nice to have gloves in case you do go down on, you know, gravel or whatever you name it, or just to have a little bit of extra padding if you are putting more weight through your hands. I know that uh, in gravel races, I generally wear two pairs of gloves because in gravel races, you're going so much faster. Oh, yeah. uh, you hit washboard areas, yeah. and you're on a bike without suspension, and it beats the freaking crap out of you. Yep. And so I generally wear two pairs of gloves in a gravel race. But uh, when I'm road riding, I always wear gloves because i got to wipe the snot somewhere. <laughs> you know what the mustache is for? No. It doesn't divert everything <laughs> out of your... The mustache is a booger catcher. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I have to use the gloves to get all that stuff out of the way. <laughs> How about you, Matt? Uh, for triathlon, I mean, I don't know. I didn't actually expect to answer such a hard question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I bring uh, my own pump, and I bring, you know, so I go through as I'm like setting up to bring everything out to the race. I go through each of the three sports and just, you know, what do I need for this? What do I need for this? And roll through all of that stuff. Triathlon's a pain just because you, you know you're dealing with three sports. You have to have lots of stuff. What's I hate that. What's probably the a number one thing that 
man, if you screw it up or you forget it or you don't have it for whatever reason, what's going to mess you up the most? Bike. Yeah, bike mechanical type stuff. Um, but, you know, also I think depending on the distance, nutrition can be pretty bad. If you don't have something, you're not going to have a great race. Uh, when you're trying to be uber competitive, how much do you lead on electronics? Not much, actually. Or is it more on feel? Yeah. Well, I mean, so um, I honestly, I use a lot of when I'm when I'm racing triathlons and I'm trying to finish in the top 10 or whatever it is, I think it's more like, hey, I want to, um, I think I'm thinking about the place of where I want to be, Yeah. you know, by the end of the race. And I think that the technology is almost, um, it's not a distraction necessarily, but it's more of like historical data. Like I want to have the access to this sure. later. I could see like the swim part probably not paying attention no. to it too much just because yeah. it's hard to see but you can't see anything right but pacing yourself like your watts if you're doing an ironman for 112 miles for if, you, if you're not yeah. managing it's, your watts or on the run if you're not managing your pace i could see that really kind of screwing you up running for me I, I i should not say this running for me i i feel like comes naturally and i don't have to worry too much like i have a good feel for it that being said I have completely screwed up the run <laughs> even after having been running for 20 plus years right where it's like oh i yeah. should have I went, I went, so I did Ironman Arizona and, you know, got off the bike, you know, fastest bike split I had ever done off the bike, got off, started running and I was running pretty well. And I was like, I feel good. Uh, look at the first split and it was like 645 or something. And I'm like, oh, I should be running like seven, 730. This is too, too fast. fast. Yeah. Then, then I missed the second split. So this is at like mile three. Those miles were both at like 630. And I'm oh, like, oh, faster. I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. 20, so, 23 miles left. So as much as I pretend like technology doesn't help me, I can just do it on my own. No, I, you know, I need help as much as help as I can get. Gotcha. But um, especially like you mentioned on the bike, the longer races as you get towards anything over an Olympic distance. So for me, that's, um, you know, biking over an hour, then I want to be able to kind of like hold myself back and hold a specific wattage just because you need to be able to get off and run. Yeah. Whereas when it's an Olympic distance or shorter, so that's like an hour or shorter, you just kind of go hard and then you just kind of run hard and you just hope for the best. I don't think it's that crazy to be like, huh, I better, I need to hit this wattage. I mean, obviously you don't want to do any sprinting while you're out there. You don't really want to like stand up and climb that much, but you know, you kind of want right. to be mellow, but you know, you don't have to like stare at your bike computer or anything like that. Yeah. So, Cool. Next hot seat question. Tonk, what you got, bud? Today is June 13th, and coming up this next weekend on the 21st is Father's Day. Oh. Question for you three. When's grandfather's here? <laughs> When's grandfather's <laughs> Grand Day? There's probably is a grandfather's day. I Matt, describe your most ideal Father's Day. That's a good question. We've got a lot of dads at the table here. Um, so I like to swim, bike, and run. I really do. So... You know, I want to spend time with my family, but I also like to go do the things I like to do. And so I would love to like go swim in the lake, open water, you know, catch some nice sun, like not even swim hard, just swim, go for an easy ride and then be able to run pain free. So that would be ideal. I love like, uh, I get up really early. So I like to have a cup of coffee with my wife and my kids will probably make cards for me or something simple like that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that, um, you know, my kids do, which is, I think, hilarious, uh, is, you know, for birthdays or, or Father's Days or whatever, they'll get me a gift 
but it will be like a Lego set or a <laughs> um, like a figurine guy that they really, you know, they might want to, who knows who wants it, right? <laughs> uh, so that I think is hilarious. And so I love doing that and just being like, yes, this is the Captain America guy that I really wanted, <laughs> but you can play with him, Sam. You know, like you, you, you go ahead and play with him for a couple of days. I'll get, a, I'll get it later. <laughs> so stuff like that. Yep. Excellent. My ideal day. Oh, definitely a cup of coffee in the morning. I'm like Matt. I usually get up pretty early. I'm always the first one up in the house and be bopping around doing stuff. But uh, yeah, a cup of coffee. Um, there's a place in Washougal that makes an epic breakfast burrito. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the place because my wife is the one that always goes there and gets it. And <laughs> it's usually cool. for like a, a Father's Day kind of play thing going on. But uh, having one of those and then definitely want to go for a bike ride. I mean, that's, I mean, an ideal day would be like, Go jump on the road bike, come home, jump on the mountain bike, and then maybe finish on the gravel bike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, show equal love to my other kids too, right? <laughs> um, and then I, I'm gonna want to kind of relax just a little bit, maybe kind of peruse around the internet for an hour while I kind of recharge my batteries, and then I want to go for a hike with my family. I love doing that. I love bring taking, your camera, taking the camera out, oh, taking yeah. some uh, great pictures. Um, I'd like to take pictures of my family in different places as well and have them all kind of be patient with me and, and even kind of give me suggestions and, and work through it. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I, I and, and kind of going back to Matt, to my kids, I've forbade them from buying me cards. They always have to make a card. I, otherwise, I, I just don't, I mean, I don't want to keep something that they just wrote their name in that they bought at a Hallmark for five bucks. I mean, that's you know it's not nice i mean it, i mean it's nice but it's not cool <laughs> hallmark I, makes great cards come on <laughs> if they want to sponsor this not podcast sponsor yet, but yeah <laughs> but a homemade card would be great i don't like gifts though i want time i want pictures i want things that, that i can remember for the rest of my life and then uh wrap that up with just some sort of like a nice family dinner usually it's that nice that kind of time time of year it's really nice and yep. go sit on the pack patio and just kind of relax and, and kind of take in the rest of the day with the family so that would be my ideal father's day Hint, hint, wife, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Burrito. I don't know if I'll be able to do that writing, but hey. Uh, for me, um, my ideal Father's Day would be waking up in the van in some remote <laughs> valley <laughs> somewhere yeah. where there's no other people around. We're high in the mountains. Uh, walk outside, jump on the uh, mountain bike, and chase my dog for about an hour. Yeah, just the cool. dog and I just riding around on the so mountain five trails. five of you and a dog sleeping in the adventure no. van in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> if my kids are all adults. They're off doing their own thing. You're, you're happy that they're doing their own thing. <laughs> yes. So doing that, coming back, and having a relaxing breakfast with my wife, um, dipping into the hot springs that we're parked next to. Oh, yeah. That's uh, awesome. For a little bit. Uh, then probably going for a road ride for like 50 miles or something and then spend the rest of the day uh, FaceTiming my kids. That's cool. So That's awesome. That so, would be my ideal thing. Not to interrupt your, you know, hot seat question, but <laughs> my neighbor bought this satellite phone, you know, for emergencies because he's going to do this crazy hike. And I was like, the guy I podcast with, Lance Hewlett, <laughs> needs this thing. There are a couple of those out there on the market. So yeah. right, I'm going to hound you about this until you buy one those things are not cheap no they're not but the you service can, on those is yeah, crazy but you, you can, can rent them for a week it's something like 300 bucks a week though. yes here's and the you thing. only get like an hour's talk time yeah Jeez. here's the thing you don't need the talk time unless there's an emergency correct but you can also pause your plan so yeah you you buy the phone or whatever it is and then you you get a plan for a year but you can pause it all the time when you're not using it so okay. you can pause your plan so anyway we're going to look into it because i don't want you yeah, eaten by question, coyotes though. 
Mr. Tech over here. Yep. Why isn't that a thing? Why isn't everybody on satellite phones and get rid of these cell phones that, you know, do whatever question. they do? I mean, I if, if they've got the technology, get better coverage, everybody can talk to anybody everywhere. I mean, why can't they just beam us up our, uh, our Wi-Fi and, or internet connections that way? Price of putting satellites into the into orbit, uh, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Over, uh, maybe if you had the, you know, gotcha. what, is, what is it per pound to go to space? It's like... <laughs> Couple mil. Something Elon sent a roadster to space. I mean, can't <laughs> we throw a satellite? Yeah, come on, Elon. Just one satellite should do Just it. Just have him figure it out for us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Tonk, do you want to answer your own question? I'm not a father yet. No. Yeah. Hold out. What are you going to do next year? What would be What's ideal next for next year? year? What's next next year, year would be a day off of studying. That would there sure be nice. Oh, yeah. It's not going to happen. I have been there. We are. You know Book in one hand and some butt wipes in the other one, right? <laughs> oh gosh. right. Yep. That awesome. does lead me to an. Another one. This one's just for Lance to roll off the adventure van. Where are you headed next? Yeah, I, I wanted to know. Question. I highlighted this one. I, I I don't know. That's the thing. I love that answer, though. If, Cause, if cause, I had my choice, I would have left a month ago because yeah. we're not doing anything. But I felt like it was irresponsible of me to go travel around when we really have been asked to stay home. And so, um, but where would you have gone though? That's the thing. Uh, in in May or April, I would have gone to uh, Arizona or yeah. Nevada. I would have gone and seen Ryan in uh, Las Vegas and stayed with him for a bit, and then I would have headed towards Arizona to uh, right around Mesa, Tucson, Flagstaff, those areas. And then you'll be. Would you normally have come home for the nice weather that we have not had in June? Yeah, I, I would <laughs> have been back for the race season. Yeah. yeah. When the race season started, I would have been back for that. So now I'm kind of stuck because, okay, if things kind of open up for us, yeah, I'd love to jump in the van and head to Joshua Tree National Park for a couple days and then over to to Mesa for a while, except it's 110 yeah, degrees now in Mesa, now's so the time it's to like be no here. good. But not only that, um, I, I've, I've been cautious about leaving in case racing does come back well they canceled <laughs> short track they did cancel short calendar, track. so oh. i mean there's still going to be some stuff that might get plunked on the calendar if they do open things up so there might be some racing but nobody even knows if we're gonna have cyclocross this year at this point so who yeah. knows if we're gonna even be doing anything in july or august that's so. true so i'm kind of stuck but that's where i would have headed i would have headed to when it's warm here where do you go like bend or anywhere do you go anywhere like get up in the mountains. Or? Yeah, either uh, to Central Oregon or to Idaho. Okay. Uh, there's yeah. If it's if it's too warm here, if we get up into the Sawtooth Mountains around uh, north of Boise, like around the Sun Valley area, it's like seventy degrees there. Right. It's because it's six thousand feet, and man, you can just find some ridiculously beautiful um, canyons all to yourself. You need that satellite there. phone, buddy. If you pick the right one, there's still cell signal in a couple yep. of that that drives a lot of where we camp for the night, whether we have cell signal or not. Right. So but there's some beautiful stuff out there. So when you're camping, are you doing like the whole fire pit and everything? No. Like, no fires? No. Uh uh-uh. uh just completely Yeah, because everything's in the van. Uh, so it's it's just me and Brandy and the dog. So we literally, you know, you don't sit by a campfire and play kumbaya, your, kumbaya on your acoustic <laughs> guitar and sing um, campfire songs with Brandy and Piper. If now that you July, have a mustache, though, you things might be <laughs> get your cowboy hat. That's a harmonica mustache. It's harmonica. Oh yeah. Sometimes those areas, July and August, uh, not good times to have campfires yeah. in national forest land. Yeah. 
you know, without, because I'm not, we don't go to campgrounds where there's a nice fire ring. We're like pulling off the side of the road, road, you know. Cowboy up, man. Yeah, we fire s'mores and yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we don't eat s'mores a whole lot because (laughs) your waistline just expands. We don't have kids anymore, so. Awesome. Good question. Good question for sure, yes. Let's go. All right. Uh, this this question came after we had this wonderful guest last week mm. of uh, Cliff Stanford. That was a good podcast. That was a good podcast. We, we got a lot of good... Um, great feedback, e- yeah. Great feedback from that. It was good to listen to, and he was a great guest and well-spoken. Yep. So that prompts this question. Who were your picks for local people we could have on as guests oh, of the yeah. podcast? Luciano Bailey. That's, oh, that's a good one. That's the really second one, one on my list. I, I have a list of two people I'd love to have. Luciano Bailey is one. Yep. Luciano Bailey is our race announcer oh, yeah. for um, cool for dude. Obra Racing, our local uh, organization. He does live um, commentary, uh, commentary on all the races, cyclocross races. Yeah, just knowing all the juniors and engaging them. Yeah, yeah that's cool. It's just so cool to see him. He's work. That guy's got a memory like an elephant. Yeah, he just does not forget people's names. It's He'd insane. A great guy to have on. Matt, right. there's a triathlete that lives in Gresham. He's an, a solid triathlete. He's an excellent. Um, I mean, he's probably a, a you know top ten type guy in the in the U.S. for sure. Uh, his name's Eric Lagerstrom. He's also does YouTube stuff. I think I follow that guy on Strava. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he can go. You know, you probably have some of the same routes that you guys do. Yeah. Right? So he's solid. He loves to bike. He loves to do gravel stuff. He loves to do all the things. He ha- you know he likes to get out on a van and go adventuring. Yeah, and so you cool. actually might what like that? his YouTube channel because uh, he does that with his girlfriend that's pretty serious, oh. who's also a pro triathlete. Very cool. So, yeah. So he would be fun to have on the podcast someday. And uh, we can maybe make that happen. We'll see. Jake? Uh, that's a good question, Lance. Um, there's one person that jumps to mind, and it's just because I tell him this all the time. I'm going to get you on here one of these days. <laughs> It's going to happen, and he keeps saying, nope, nope, not going to happen. Uh, he's one of these guys that just – he's got a, a wealth of knowledge. He's pretty skilled in a bunch of different places. He's got all kinds of, like, fun little, like, quirky details that he knows about a lot of different things. Uh, teammate Sean Martin. Oh, oh yeah. He'd be know, the, great the, on the, the climbing Martin. So you just got – Of got the a, climbing Martins. <laughs> he's got a neat perspective, and I know he's listening to this right now, and he just went, oh, no. <laughs> so He would be great to have yeah. podcast. Yeah. Called out for sure. Um in addition to him, I'd like to, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, if it's me setting myself up to get like eviscerated, but uh, my wife. <laughs> I think it, I honestly yeah. think it would be fun for us to have all of our significant oh, others on the show. And I think we my wife, would be eviscerated for yeah. sure. But that would be fantastic. <laughs> She's not looking forward to that. <laughs> she listens to the podcast, too. And I still to this day, like. Like, really? You're listening? She's like, yeah. She's like, I want to know what you're up to. Gotta I'm like, all right. Tabs. So, but I think she's kind of <laughs> like quietly hooked. But I think other yeah. teammates, Chris Hannon, will be fun to have on. Shabadoo. Yeah. Oh, Shabadoo would be fun. We yeah. had him on briefly. We had him on team training, oh, yeah. team training camp. Yeah. yeah. You guys yeah. would also be eviscerated with him on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a sharp wit. Yes. Kind I think of he, Matt Legrandesque. Well, <laughs> I think when the microphone's on, he like mellows out a little bit. He does bit. turn it turns it down a little bit. Whereas I'm way too stupid to do that. (laughs) Anyway. Awesome. How about you, Tonk? He said Luciano. Oh, was that Luciano? Yeah. Okay, so we all did our thing then. Lance, who's yours? Uh, Another one that I thought would be very interesting would be Molly Cameron. 
Okay, uh, yeah. Molly Cameron, uh, transgender athlete here in the Absolutely. That'd uh, be great. Uh, Portland area, uh, still competes uh, in the men's field, yep. um, but has, has run a team for several years, actually ran a bike shop for several years, raced, wow. sure. raced on the national level, raced internationally. Um, I think she would be really interesting to sure. have on the show, too. So, Yeah. Uh, I think a couple other like there's a couple of promoters out there that I think would be entertaining to talk to. Some of them are just funny and entertaining and just talk, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell you everything. Like Mike Ripley from uh, Mudslinger Events yeah, yeah. would be a good one. Uh, David Salzberg, if you've Salzburg had any time to great. spend with him, that guy knows something about everything when it comes to you know bike racing. He's got a wealth of knowledge as well, and I think it would be kind of fun to have him on here to get his perspective. So he. Uh, has graciously declined a couple times to come on here, and I think it's just because it's not his thing. But um, you know, maybe if he's listening, maybe he'll change his mind one of these but days. Claire Hansinger, I'm surprised none of you guys Ooh, mentioned her that's name. That's a good one. That's a really good She'd one. She'd be awesome. That'd be. I, it seems like that's a no-brainer. She would be awesome to have on during cyclocross season. Yeah. Would you say that she's probably the biggest um, star in terms of cycling in the cycling community here in the Pacific Northwest? Pro- it, definitely in the Portland area, I think for sure. I mean, um, who's bigger than her? She's relevant. She's definitely as Evan would say more relevant than uh, Lance at this point in time. I think <laughs> maybe <laughs> Lance Eppler. Um <laughs> There is a there's a couple racers from the Seattle area that race uh, internationally on the Sunweb team. Evelyn, what's her name? She was just on Payson McKelvin's podcast. Seattle's their week. own country now, though that yeah, doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Anything else? Anybody I, else? I think that's it. Um, I'm, I might sick our uh, uh, de facto uh, producer on contacting some of these people to see if they can uh, get these people on. I might. Brandy, you're hired. Yeah, Brandy might do that oh, for Oh, Brandy us will do it. She, she's a lot more convincing than the four of us. <laughs> All right. You guys want my question? Yep. yep. All right. A lot of stuff going on in the Strava world lately, right? So let's pretend that you are the Strava CEO and you get to make any changes you want. What features do you add or remove to Strava? Give you a second to stew on that one. And that kind of stemmed from this whole past week. There was this whole local hero thing that they rolled out. And basically, if like you're the, the person who goes through a segment the most over the course of 90 days and you live in a certain area that they've rolled this out, you become the local hero. I don't, I mean, I know we're making fun of that, but I don't have a problem with that. Oh, I don't have a problem with it as well. I just think that think there's about a 50 other things that they, they could should, have done. Exactly. Like right. th- that's neat. Cause that, that maybe that person can't go out and get a KOM and, but they, they still want to get like rewarded something. or like, you know, basically the, some acknowledgement for the yeah. fact that they've d- done something. But you know, it, it, the problem with it is you just get commuters, right? Well, just for certain routes, they do the route every day. Well, let's just like, say like Forest Home, for instance, like, all right, yeah, these guys cool. have been out there ever, not Everesting, but they've been practicing for their Everesting. Right. So, I mean, they're doing like 26 reps up that thing for, you know, 10,000 feet of elevation gain. And, and, you know, even more, like you've done it more than that now, haven't you? What, what's Gosh. the most reps you've done on Forest Home? Let me pull it up. What so, was the, there was like an app where you would like check into restaurant and something you would become the mayor if you had been there enough times. I can't remember what, what the app was. <laughs> yeah, Do you remember what remember that was? That. I don't remember either. Square something maybe? Or I don't remember. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Someone, some listeners yelling right now at the radio. <laughs> <laughs> done 34. 34 total reps. So it, it might be kind of fun for someone like Tonk, who is doing this on Forest You're Home. You're the mayor of Forest and Home, by the way. You know, there's, <laughs> there's maybe like four or five other people out there that are training on as well, and like, he can kind of pound his chest a little bit. So I can kind of see that be a fun, but... You know, if it's just because you're riding on, 
know, mill plane here in, in Vancouver and yeah. you ride from campus to Vancouver more than anybody else because you're going to work at, you know, downtown Vancouver or something. That, I don't know. I don't know if that's cool or not. But So I think if I was CEO, I would immediately be like, hey, we're the we are a social platform. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's Own bring it. the focus to that. Right. Like um, threading comments. We've talked about that potentially before where it's like, hey, yeah. someone comments on something and they can I could reply to Tonk and not reply not to, to everyone. Like that, yes. Uh, sometimes I don't reply because I don't want to get another email. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you, definitely the commenting thing, like that should, that I mean, focus on social aspects of it. Right? This is what so. I love about Matt. He's got this whole like app thing down. So what else, Matt? Are there others? I mean, not just one. If so, you've got like a list of them, what else? Right. So again, same thing where this is, this is going to sound a little bit stolen because I think one of our podcasts a while back, we had this part where you could have, we, we interviewed a, a company that was like, you can come on as a coach and talk through a specific workout and scroll through all the metrics at the same time, like live feedback. Breda? Breda. Thank you. I didn't. Yeah, they, they, they folded? They folded. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, uh, so here's the thing. It's yeah, like, they, they give it a shot though, right? But, but there, but Strava is a technology that is supposed to be social. And that was a nice feature concept where it was like, hey, diving through the metrics with someone could be a social item there where, for one, I think Shava should go deeper on metrics. And I know that they are pretty deep on metrics now, especially for the people that have actually paying and they're paying for it and they're cutting stuff for those of us that aren't paying for it. Yep. But I think, you know, that's that's nice. People love the metrics. There's a lot more that they could do on that front. I yep. wish the friggin' normalized power was just Normalized power. No, normalized power <laughs> instead right. of whatever their weird, their weird thing. Weighted, thing. weighted, weighted, powers, weighted average power. power. I wish training stress score, the TSS, yep. was actually a well, normal number you could see on there. But I in, know those are proprietary things. Yes, it is. And that's a bit of the problem. But the, but Strava could come up with their own <sighs> if they if they needed to. You know, they could come up with something similar. I don't know if they want to do that, but then you could look at aggregated tress, stress score over a season of like a cyclocross season. There's a lot of stuff you could do if you want to go deep in the metrics. So that, and then being able to share that with a coach and talk through all that stuff. I think that's a direction that they could potentially go. How hard is it to add like direct messaging? Oh, I don't know, but that seems pretty straightforward. I That'd would think. Kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. So and I think that Every other social app does it. It'd be nice not to have to like, post your phone number in somebody's comments uh-huh. of their public ride when you want to yep. connect with them to do a ride yeah. yep. or, oh, hey, find me on Facebook. I mean, send them to this other social platform. You yep. Know? <laughs> if you're looking for features, go look at the 30 other popular social networks that aren't cycling that steal. are just social networks and just steal. Don't be, yeah, don't be a genius and come up with something fancy. <laughs> just go steal things that work. And I would include in that like training peaks, which does all of this, you know, detailed training metrics with like, accumulated stress scores and all that stuff yep. if you want to go that direction and that's a lot of developer time for some of those features but like jake said some of it not so much direct messaging i think they could roll that out in a couple of weeks here's here's the one feature i just wish was more was easier and i know garmin has tried to do this and it's really been hit or miss is if you're connected with with other strava people yep. i wish that it would simply come up live on your head unit where those people are yeah yeah so garmin connect has this convoluted way to (laughs) connect with people and and it just doesn't work very well i wish it would just pop up uh thursday i don't remember what day it was thursday i rode out to multnomah falls um or not to multnomah falls but up, up to crown point i rode out to the columbia river gorge and on the way out 
teammate, Jordan Rickards, right. got within like 200 meters of me, behind me, and we missed each other. Yeah. And we, I was 30 miles into my ride. He was 15 miles into my ride. We could have ridden together for like 40 miles together because yeah. we were both kind of going the same direction. We didn't know it until yeah. I checked the flyby afterwards. I'm like, oh my gosh, we just missed each other. Like literally barely missed each other. <laughs> and I wish, I wish if you're riding along, I would have seen, oh, Jake is actually three quarters of a mile away and he's riding right now. Do you guys do this ever where you're like, I know Lance is out riding. I actually do this. I think I, you know, might've been like last weekend or something. I'm like, I know Lance is out riding right now. He's going to loop around this loop. I'm going to wait 30, 40 minutes and then be like, then I know where he's going to go. I'm yes. going to go up that route and hopefully I'll run into him. Yes. But yeah. we have find a friend. We have find a friend where you does that. Right. But with find a friends, I mean, and I'm only connected with like 15 people, Correct. you yeah. know, and whereas if I was connected, I'm, to the 400 people that I follow on Strava, right. and if we have, if they follow me back and I follow them, and it was a simple way for us to see where mm-hmm. we were while we were riding. Yeah, it'd be nice to just oh. have the ability to turn that on and off. Yes. If you have a bunch of people who follow, you don't want every Tom, Dick, and Harry knowing where you're at, but if you're able to tick the people, tick a box that shows that you want to allow that to, um, for that person to be able yes. to see where you're at, then that'd be great. The technical difficulty with that is your Garmin computer obviously yeah. doesn't have a way to upload your, your location. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's going to be up to your, your phone. phone. It has yeah. to use your phone. And then there's some issues with that as well. Like, um, typically you're like Apple can do it because it's Apple and they can be like, Hey, you know, you're looking for Lance. Like I'm going to get his location right now and give it to you. Yeah. So that's, but other apps can't just do that. Gotcha. So, that would be really useful to me. You can do some things like if the app is running in the background or if the application is open and live and stuff like that, then you can be, you know, you can be sending up your location as much as you want. Yeah, so right. it is possible. It's just, um, it's one of those things where it's like, how many of us are going to have like the app open in their phone, you know, in the back of their jersey? Right? So it's, it's not easy currently. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's a matter of what Apple will allow people to do hmm. getting their location and stuff. And that's Apple and Android slightly different, yeah. but similar as far as security and keeping your location right, private and right, stuff like that. Right. This one should be easy. Disclaimer, I accidentally paid for a ride with GPS year subscription, so oh. there goes my 80 bucks. But the reason why I had signed up for the free trial is because I was trying to do this route that Robert sent me, uh-huh. but I wanted to do it in reverse. Can't uh, do that through Strava. Yeah, you're right. I just want to flick a button like... Do right, this with GPS has about face. Yep, go. Just do it backwards. That would be so easy and awesome. It's oh, a good idea. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, for sure. What do you got, Jake? Anything? Um, well, there's there's a lot of people out there that will go do rides and they'll go chase segments. And even for myself, I've got maybe like two or three segments out there that I own and be because there was vehicles involved, I might have been going faster than I should have been going. But I don't want to make the ride completely private, you know, because I was riding with people, and I don't want that to be something. I wish that they would make, uh, and I would call it the uh, the good sportsman button, where you can recuse yourself from a segment. 
so your light your ride still stays there, but you don't have to go edit the mm. Lance and I were talking about this. Yeah. You know, like last week when you did Matt's favorite road, I could have easily come around you and had I done that, I would have taken the KOM from you and I would have felt bad about that because I did about one percent of the work, you know, you if I had come around you I, and I didn't I was come wait around for you. it. So yeah, but it we a, all decided that that's fair. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We talked about what's fair <laughs> you on Strava. Call it fair, what, but you would me have personally it. I would have I would have liked to hit that button like, hey, you know what? I don't I don't I wouldn't that I wouldn't hit that button. I'd be putting my TT helmet on, <laughs> my pointy helmet on, and I'd be out there. But there's certain times that there's a segment like that, you know, a car was involved, and yeah, you're maybe definitely. like behind the car, and you're just getting a massive pull. And you, there's a segment that maybe somebody has like worked super hard, and they put out big guats, and I went out there and worked at like you know seventy percent of what they were doing, and I beat them by thirty seconds on hypothetical numbers. But I didn't deserve that. But I don't want to make my whole ride private. I don't want to have to go back and edit. I just want to go right. to that that segment just and say, say I'm not. Me. I don't want to be in the top ten. Yeah, the ride remember. the ride was legit, but I don't want to be in the top ten yes. list of anything or the whatever the the any of the leaderboards probably yeah. stuff. So. That yeah. seems like it'd be an easy thing to add just yeah, to just take me off this yep. this it's, one segment. It, seems like, it, it seems like they already have that in place too cuz like Strava can go and like, you know, take you off of a leaderboard right. pretty easily you and get flagged or Yeah. But so. if you get flagged it flags a whole it ride. It takes the whole ride. It basically yeah. that's like just deleting your ride. Yeah. So So that was one. Um another thing that bugs me is there it, it would be really nice if all of the functionality on the web version was in the app. When you're on your phone, and yeah. let's say you oh, get, yeah. you know, you want to go flag somebody that was, you know, driving their car home, and they they beat your segment that you worked your butt off, and you're going, you know, 18 miles an hour up a five <laughs> percent grade or something like that, six percent grade, and they came through there at 43 miles an hour, and they don't take the time to go, you know, right, yeah, crop that, that out, to crop that, it out. So to go flag the them, in order to flag them, you have to use the web-based yes. version. So you go on your phone. And you got to pull up your web browser on your phone. And every single time I go in there, you have to log back in. Mm. Have you noticed yeah. that? Yeah. That's a pain in the butt. It would be nice if they either made that not happen or just make all of the functionality available in the app. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a terribly difficult thing to do? Or can they even build the web browser into the app for yeah, certain things? Yeah, that's the way to do it. I think if, if it's a feature that they have on the website that they can't spend the time to develop, then shell it out and just have within the application, you'd pass in the user info or whatever. Uh -huh. Especially if it's something for like flagging, because if you know if the app knows you're logged in, do you does the flag part really? Maybe it does for their data stuff, their data model. But like I'm just thinking, like if you flag something, you, does it even need to be you? Like do they need to know that you flagged something? Not really. Yeah. They just need you know to know that a route was flagged, unless you abuse the system, which people probably do. Yeah. So. And d didn't I hear correctly at some point in time in recent? months or years that they were building in functionality that would automatically flag yeah. a ride if it wasn't humanly possible. However, uh, on a weekly basis, I'm getting rides or <laughs> notifications that, you I know, haven't noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> that Strava Fred was driving in his car and took my KOM again yeah. on a six or 7% grade going 43 miles an hour where I couldn't even touch 20 miles an hour. Why doesn't that automatically just flag? I, I, is that terribly hard to build? Maybe they're working on it. Well, yeah, it's very hard to build. Right. I mean, at a certain grade and a certain mile per hour, and especially if it's missing like a heart rate data or power meter data, it's just yeah. obvious that that's not human. It's like Egon Bernal couldn't do that on his that's, wildest That's day. very easy for a human to know, but a lot harder for a computer. There's like Can't learning algorithms. Algorithm. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly the way to do it. It would be like, you know, we, get, we throw a whole bunch of data at this computer algorithm and it learns like, hey, this is, you know, these are fake and these are real. And then it learns how to do that and it does it on its own. Yeah. But... 
the people that are building those algorithms can go build things for other millions of dollars. <laughs> right, so right. it's just, it's a, that's a competitive field right now. So yes, it's possible. They are in Silicon Valley. It's the right place to be for that yeah. particular type of technology, yeah. but yeah. it's not cheap. Yeah. At the end of the day, so. it's just a freaking KOM. I really don't care too much about it. It's yeah, fun. I care a little bit. And I, I want every single one of my KOMs eventually to be broken. And that just spurs Except me to, road. exactly. Uh, <laughs> just spurs me on though, to go out there and, and try a little bit harder. And I'm hoping that I can get back to health and, and come take back a few. There's a man sitting across the table from me. He's probably taking a couple at some point in time for me. And Lance <laughs> is always trying to pick on me. And <laughs> I'm not. I leave you. I leave you alone. <laughs> There's a, still a segment out there that you have. You've got me by one second. I think it's on the inbound trip from uh, Lake uh, Vancouver Lake coming back into town. Yeah, you beat there, me by one second. A, yeah, I know. It's a, like, yeah, guess whose wheel I was on. <laughs> you beat me though. I know, but I probably caught back up to you or yeah, something. Well. <laughs> yeah, well. No, I, I, you might have done that one on your own, but it's possible. I've windy got a feature day. I want Strava to bring back that they used to have. You used to be able to sync a heart rate monitor to your phone and use yeah. their app. Poof, gone. gone. Yeah. Why? What was the reasoning behind that? Anybody um, know? Not a good no. one. It was probably it's like your user app, and we're going to take things away from it, though. They probably looked at the numbers of people that were do using that feature, and they were like, "One, his name's Tonk," <laughs> and then they were like, "Okay, nobody else," and then they were like, "And how? And we have to support all these different heart rate monitor devices and different, you know, yeah. protocols or whatever, and that takes time from some developer." And they're like, "Kill it." <laughs> That's my guess, but I have hmm. no idea. What about? having the ability to turn on and off certain things that come through your Strava feed. Like oh, I already do that. I Can you mute people? I mute people. You can mute people. Block them all the time. I never mute anyone. <laughs> well, I don't want to necessarily block people, but I don't need to see. Like, I feel bad posting up uh, Zwift rides sometimes, so I at least try and make them somewhat entertaining for myself, like coming up with a stupid dad joke or something like that. <laughs> so at least they don't irk people by seeing like Zwift ride right. Watropia, you know. Like, but in your having, feed, it'd be nice to be like, I just want to see when people go out and do yeah, something. Yeah, maybe you yeah. can just tick a box that turns off virtual rides, or tick a box that mm. turns off, um, you know, whatever. What Sufferfest? Right. That's running. one yeah. that the bugs the crap out of me. Yeah. You want those? <laughs> you want to you focus on those? Can we just put a mute on Evan's fifth Strava <laughs> upload for the day? <laughs> what number is that for Evan? Mute. It's like Evan. You don't have to log your warm up, your second warm up, yeah. and your third cool down. <laughs> and just then make you swim private. Afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That a tease, Evan. A, but a robust filtering system within the the main feed would be interesting. Is that difficult to do? No. It's nice in Facebook that you know sometimes you need to take a break from following certain persons and what they're doing. And you know I've been utilizing that more recently with Facebook and some persons that have been you know maybe posting a little bit more than I would like to see about certain topics. Is that and why you it, blocked me? Yeah, I wasn't going to bring get, it up. But <laughs> you got blocked. It's always no, the but political. It's 30 days you, can mute you don't block them and you mute them, block, and yeah. then the algorithm doesn't pull it up. And I like that Strava changed it so that they don't have the algorithm pull up who they sure. think that you want to see. You can yeah. just have it be chronological. Yep. Right. That was an awesome addition. Yes. Keep yeah. that up. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Do you guys have any other ones that you would add? Strava talk. <laughs> I want more reliable live segments the one on the phone is awesome you can see two persons like and it's like a little interactive screen and you could see visually mm. how far back you are but the one on garmin or wahoo like those live segment things it's just lame and you can never trust it yeah oh yeah you beat your pr by three seconds but then you upload it to strava it scrubs it and cleans it and then it's like oh nope nope yeah strava doesn't <laughs> seem to like metrics that come off the garmin they yeah they do use their own metrics yeah 
So that would be nice. I've had a couple KOMs one. recently where it pops up on Strava. It's like, congratulations, you got the KOM by three seconds. You come back and you're like tied. You're like, oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> so, oh. anything else, Lance? Nope. Matt, anything else? Pass. Tonk? Nah. Speak now or forever. Hold your peace. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Hot seat out. <laughs> out. All right, let's out. jump into one last thing. Matt, kick us off, please. Yep. I posted a video this past week. You guys should all go check it out. It's about watches. My watch is famous now, Matt. Your watch, Jake. I borrowed Jake's um, Phoenix 6 Sapphire Titanium Edition. And I compared it to the Garmin 945. And uh, it's a fun video. It's out there. You should check it out. It's Especially good. if you're in the market for a watch, you should just yeah. do your... Research looking for one for Father's Day. I don't yep, know. That's they're pretty, actually that's a pretty bling gift. I don't it know. It is <laughs> a very do bling a handmade gift. card. But ah. <laughs> but what's interesting is um, there are a lot of Father's Day sales going on on both of those watches. I think it's fifty dollars off on the Garmin nine forty five and one hundred and fifty dollars off the Phoenix. That's so a killer deal. It's a pretty killer deal. Yeah. And there are links on the the site or channel or video, but they do go to the dialedcyclinglab.com. Yeah. And uh, yes, a there's a slightly better deal on that site. Yes, sir. So if you're in the market for a watch, that's the way to go. Always drop me an email. Yeah, I'll take that's care true. of you. That's <laughs> true. Hey, Tonk, one last thing. Everesting Challenge, June 27th. Give us a follow. Firstgivings.com. Search Jesse Tonkinson or Just Cancer Research Fund. Find us, follow along, and you know if you feel so called, it'd be awesome if you could help us out and raise some money for this cancer fundraiser. Okay, thank you. Cool. Quick question: Are you guys open to spectators? So long as it's socially distanced spectators, or just please come out, falling in when line with what the state yeah mandates. When we're are like the- throwing beer at you and things <laughs> like that, if you that can co- also throw like a Lysol bottle, okay, awesome. then it's, then it's good. You taking hand ups. From, Always. from known people. Always. Right. You could stick a dollar anywhere you want. Oh. <laughs> I got your dollar right here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And are you guys okay with people maybe joining you for a few laps? Are you trying to keep it to just a few laps? would be great. You know, Lance mentioned earlier the, the, way though, right? the 10 persons group congregation. As long as we're following those state and local sure. guidelines, I see no problem with people riding on a public road. Have you guys thought about reaching out to the city of Camas where Forest Home Road is located to see if you can maybe even get the road blocked off for the day? Thought about it. I also thought about it would be nice if at the bare minimum to have like a bike event sign yeah. out front. I have thought about it. Is have I done anything? <laughs> no. Maybe we'll just park the... Uh, the white, adventure van the adventure blocking van the road. Point, and we'll spin my kids uh, name my truck's fin which is almost as big as the adventure van at the bottom we just block up the road yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can uh, just block the road off for you <laughs> i talked to a lot of the neighbors around there they're yeah? super they're cool. supportive yeah. i told them that once we get closer i'll you know drop something in their mailbox but they, you know they seemed all for it and good had not had a bad interaction out there yeah, remind me, maybe we can uh, reach out. I'm obviously living in the city of Camas, so maybe I have a little bit more clout with them as a citizen of their uh, contingency or their constituency. Maybe I can uh, help you out there. I mean, we do have kind of a big That'd team. That'd be awesome. So maybe we can use that as a little leverage. Hey, Lance, one last thing. One last thing. Uh, my thoughts and prayers with uh, Mr. Jake Von During as he goes oh, under geez. the knife this yeah. uh, Monday. Best of luck. Uh, I guess when you hear this, I guess if Jake actually manages to produce this and actually get it out on Wednesday after his surgery, that you'll know yeah. <laughs> that it actually went okay. So 
I hope for the best. Good luck, Jake. Ah, thanks, guys. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> crappy, but I don't know. Is Rebound a sponsor yet? <laughs> yeah, they should be. A lot of business. Yeah, a lot of business for sure. Uh, my l- one last thing is, uh, can you guys please keep me motivated? I am kind of beside myself. I've been kind of, I, I hate talking about it. I really do. And I don't, I don't. I don't want to make it a common thing like, oh, there goes Jake talking about his shoulders on the podcast again. I, I get tired of it. I just want to move past it. But at the same time, this past, it's just this past like couple of days has been like kind of trying on me. I'm probably not in the, the normal mindset. I've been a little like touchy at home, maybe, been told. <laughs> That's because you only rode three hours this week. That that too. <laughs> but I need I need to stay on track. I need to stay motivated. And I'm, I want to make sure that I'm not just like, you know, tuning out everything. I want to get back on the bike as soon as I possibly can. I need to make sure that I'm still eating well. I don't want to get back on the bike and be, you know, 220 pounds and like, ah, oh, crap, what happened? You know, how did this happen? So keep me motivated, please. Will do. <laughs> right. I'll make fun of you. Nope, I got no problem doing that. Poking <laughs> fun, so. Awesome. That is a wrap. Jesse, thanks for coming in today, man. Thanks for having yeah, me. I appreciate you doing that on short notice. Uh, any any parting shots from you guys to Mr. Evan Price? Anything you'd like to say to him in closing here? Price, you've been replaced. <laughs> 2.0. Evan Price, out. <laughs> yeah. No, but really, guys, thank you. Um, I hope that as I continue my education, the kid, you know, I did join a group called Medicine and Cycling and, you oh, know, nice. got nephrologists, orthopedic surgeons, and, you know, really cool group of people that all love cycling. And so that's a cool community love and would love to come back from time to time and talk about different articles I've been reading or nice when will you strategies. introduce yourself to the uh, Spokane community with a bunch of uh oh emails yeah. to the local Stromba folk <laughs> oh. there uh, new lease does start July 1st so maybe wow. that 4th of July weekend could have some fireworks I don't know we'll see there you go <laughs> I have started following some local people on the leaderboards sure one of the persons was a cat 3 that I was going to be racing against at Baker City so okay. hopefully we can connect and find a good group you Lots know we have to ride with yeah have had some people reach out to me about other teams in Spokane and you know Justin Wagner used to live there yeah, too. Yeah, it was yeah. part of the ODZ yeah, yeah. Spokane cohort. But um cool. No, I you know, be so repping all my orange up. You're there. gonna Don't be worry. you're gonna be in Spokane for like two years and then back in Seattle for two years. Is that kind of the plan? It's there's a lot of different factors. First okay. eighteen months it's all your didactic book work for medical school and that kind of stuff. And that's yeah. all in Spokane. The second, or end of second year, which is the summer, and you start all your clinical rotations. And those can take place just about anywhere in the five-state region that oh, UW okay. operates. Okay. I'm hoping to stay put in one place. You know, the, yeah. we'll the have fact Annie that you're going to have a baby a on board will yeah. actually have some clout. So Absolutely. that's good. So if we want to stay you in don't Spokane, know where you're be. Right. we probably very well could. And I would do all my core rotations at one hospital, either in Spokane or wherever we end up living and then that last year that fourth year it's kind of audition rotations for residency and so depending on what i want to do where i want to go could be traveling every 12 weeks yeah so all right excellent good times how far of a road trip is that well if you guys want to do a gravel route from Camas, Washington, up to Spokane, Washington. Yeah. It would probably take you a couple days. Um, it's five <laughs> hours from here. If you just hop Spokane in your car is. and yeah, drive, it's a pretty easy drive. My daughter goes to Washington State in Pullman, which is an hour and a half from Spokane. Okay. And he, there's there's actually an old um, from from like the middle of the state all the way over to Spokane. Rails there's an the old trails. yeah. There's an old gravel road right. yeah. that was a that was a railroad track that they and you can ride a gravel route like for 
80 miles or something. I'm just saying, if you guys want to come out to Spokane, we'll go right around Coeur d'Alene. I yeah. was just going to say, like Coeur d'Alene's a five-minute like, drive yeah. away. Yeah. That it's, was one of the places yeah. that we looked at pretty heavily before we decided to move to Camas. So we almost landed there. So I've, I've never actually physically been there, but I've read Gorgeous. and seen everything, and it's absolutely stunningly beautiful. So We'd we will be coming to visit company. you. Beautiful, gorgeous area, lots of white supremacists. Oh, jeez, really? <laughs> Coeur d'Alene. Northern All Idaho. of Idaho, really. Northern Idaho is kind of known for... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bunkers. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I, yeah. I don't know who I just upset, but I just upset somebody. <laughs> yeah, someone. Yeah. Knock it off. <laughs> All right, that is a wrap for this uh, week. Podcast 121. Wow. In the can. Podcast 121, out. Out. (laughs) You all have a good week. We'll see you uh, next week. Bye for now.